Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our own journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalm 28 another psalm of David. We've been in a row, a a streak of psalms that we know have been written by David. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steve, do you want to go ahead and read Psalm 28 for us? Yep, Psalm 28. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Mm. To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Do not... er, (laughs) How will we start over? To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands towards your most holy sanctuary. Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward. Because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the works of his hands, he will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is a saving refuge for his anointed. O save your people, and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Mm, Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So this Psalm 28 starts with a call to the Lord. David teaches us here that in all things we are to call to the Lord. Our first response should be to call out to the Lord. Verse 1, it says, To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Mm. So he asks God, don't be deaf to me. If you don't hear me, if you are silent, then I, am, I will be like those who go down to the pit. I will be like those that don't have you, separate, cut yeah. off. And here right away you get, you get people won't, well, they don't, mm. they probably don't read the Psalms and, and, <laughs> and think it through. Like lots of people's mm. like, oh, I've read it and, and they don't spend time in. But if right here, for first, first verse, um, David is teaching us what, eternal separation from God will be like. That's right. No voice, not Separate, heard. cut off, right? And he does not yeah. want this. So in verse 2, he begs, he pleads for God to hear his cry for him for mercy. Um, when I cry to you for help, David says, when I lift my hands towards your most holy sanctuary. So he's pleading mm-hmm. for God to hear his cry, to be there, to not abandon him, to not be separate from him. Yeah. So now he's talking when he says to see his hands lifted up to the innermost sanctuary, where God is, so in, in Psalm 5, verse 7, it, it's referred to as God's house, the innermost sanctuary. And yep. in Psalm 138, verse 2, it is referred to as his holy temple. Mm-hmm. Right? So we know that this is where God is. That's yeah. where he lifts his hands to and he's reaching towards. Yeah, and it's that, it's <clears throat> that reality that what we get in first the tabernacle, which David would have had, then the temple, right. which was built afterwards. Yeah. Um, you you get that picture of what heaven is here in this world before. So right. here's David going to the tabernacle saying, he you know, praising God, wanting to be with God, wanting to pray to God, mm-hmm. but he can't go into the farthest That's part. Right. He's not the high priest. Right. So he he's not his a priest. Right. So he's 
separate, mm. but has access to go to where he can be heard. Yes. And for a king, yeah, there wasn't many places that he no. couldn't go. Absolutely. And this was one of those right? spots. Well, and exactly. He knows that before the Lord, the Lord is above him. Yeah. He, is, he is above everyone else in his country, but he is not above the Lord. And we see how he is constantly uh, in humility, bowing down and... Mm. Um, you know, being in the Lord and authority over him. Yeah. So verse three, he says, do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil. And here it's defining what wicked and workers of evil are who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their heart. Yeah. So he says, do not drag me off with these people, these mm-hmm. evildoers, because they speak nice, but they lie, right? Yeah. So if you pretend peace you pretend to like somebody you pretend to say positive things about people but then behind their back you have either evil intentions or you speak lies and evil towards them that is considered wicked yep yeah it is yeah let your yes be yes let your no be no truthful nothing is hidden in your heart the way you act is the way you are right right you there we shouldn't be hiding our motives uh at all from other people but even if they're, we shouldn't be hiding our wicked motives. Like if right. you're wicked, you're wicked. Yeah. Or if you have Deal a moment it, that right? you are maybe don't have the emotions you feel you should have, whether that be anger or jealousy or yeah. whatever it is, don't pretend that you don't. Just don't well, be someone see, that you're not. The thing not. is, you can't speak peace with your neighbor and mm-hmm. accidentally have evil in your heart. Accidentally? No, you absolutely right? cannot. Like this is an intentional kind of thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. So then verse four, which is kind of surprising, it goes on, David goes on and says, Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Give yeah. to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward. Now, this isn't God. This is David asking yeah. God to give them what they deserve, essentially. But but again, you're there's the modern problem, right? Why would a good God let good things happen to bad people or bad things happen to good people. Here David is saying, let them have what they deserve. Right, but he goes on to explain why. So he's saying to God, do not be merciful. Give to them according to their evil deeds, according to yeah. their hands. And why is David saying this, right? Like, Well, he's, he's saying it though because the good person doesn't, right, isn't, or the evil person is getting something good. And, it's, and that's his prayer. It's like evil, even this out, right? Give yeah. them what they deserve. right. Um, so someone might say, what about God's love and mercy in that, right? Like the very essence of the gospel is we have something we don't deserve. But in verse five, it goes on, it says, because they do not regard the works of the Lord's hands, he will tear them down and build them up no more. So he will tear them down and build them up no more. Isaiah 5 verse 12 says, to not regard his deeds or see the work of his hands, so somebody who is completely turned away from God, that's what David's talking about, the wicked here, right? He's saying, do this to them, Lord. They don't acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. They don't love you. They don't respect you. They don't even see you as authority. They don't view it as God. Job's, Job 34, Job, Job 34, 27 um, re- explains them as turned away from following God. Turned away. So at some point, maybe they did follow him. But they're... David is saying they don't recognize you as God and they are evil. So don't be merciful to them. <laughs> Give them what they deserve, right? Just yeah. like you were saying yeah. before. Um, verse 6, he goes on. So he turns here. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. 
I love this, actually, because so many times David is pleading and pleading, and then he kind of switches, and it's that faith that you see where he says, no, I know I've been heard. I believe it, and I know it. God shows this to me. So he blesses the Lord. The Lord hears us, and he lets us know that he hears us. So while David has faith that God will hear him, now he knows that the Lord has heard him. Um, Verse 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I will give thanks to him. So the Lord is David's strength and shield. He trusts. He is helped. His heart exalts and he gives thanks with the song. So there's, there's four things I think that we can take from this for us even. Yeah. The Lord is our strength and shield. Whatever, whatever situation that we are in, we need to trust him. We need to believe and know that we are helped by him. Our heart needs to exalt in him and bless him. And then we need to be thankful and here mm-hmm. is specifically a song. So I think this kind of shows us why we don't often, maybe, I don't know, maybe some people do. I tend to sing a lot of times, but not everybody does. But within our, within our Sunday mornings, when we come together as a congregation and we yeah. sing together to the Lord, we worship, that's part of our faith walk. That's such an important part of being together as the body in giving thanks and worshiping the Lord in song. Yeah, well, oftentimes that's what we just call worship. I, right, that's true. <laughs> We just call it worship, and we say, oh, we're all going to worship now, and we're, we're singing, yeah. but it is a huge part. It's a part of the expressing. There's something about song that expresses emotion differently than just saying it. Right, and, and I think what you're maybe alluding to there with we call it worship. Worship is what we do every day with our lives and, and who we are and what we give to the Lord, but the singing is so much, it's so much more than, than worship right? in, in yeah. our lives, but the singing, we specifically give it that word. Verse 8, the Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. It is the Lord who is our strength. The strength of his people, he is the saving refuge of his anointed. And if you are in Christ, we belong to him. He is, we are his people. He is our strength and he is our saving refuge. Um, Psalms 140 verse 7 um, calls him the strength of salvation and he covers our the head in battle. So he protects and he mm-hmm. saves. That's, that's just, I, I love that imagery, covering the head, you know, protecting the head. Yeah. Verse nine, oh, save your people and bless your heritage, but their shepherd, be their shepherd and carry them forever. I've noticed in the last few Psalms, David has his Psalm very personal. Then the very last verse or the very last end, right? Like in verse 25, he turned and right away, he just said, redeem Israel out of all of his troubles. Here he's saying, you know, save your people. Oh yeah, there's people too. Be their shepherd, carry them. There's a kingdom. (laughs) Right? So he's asking to bless your heritage, right? Be their shepherd, carry them forever. Proverbs 18.10 talks about how the Lord is our strong tower. Yeah. You know, those, the righteous run to him and we're saved. Yeah. So that's kind of the same well, imagery and, here. And, and I mean, verse 8 was mm-hmm. the saving refuge of his anointed. Mm. Well, David is his anointed. That's right. At that moment, right. right? Yeah, that's right. So, but it's David's line that is going to save the people, which leads us to nine, right? So save your people, bless your, bless your heritage, be their shepherd, carry them yeah. forever. David's asking God to do all these things through through him. Right, as but their it's anointed going to be king. through Christ. Yes. But it's the Davidic line that saves, right? So he's yeah. he's he 
he is starting personal, and then he ends up with the with the kingdom prayer. But the get to the kingdom prayer, yeah, it's personal to get it's there, personal right? Because he there. is he well, is the king. He, he is, is the one leader. that is leading. That's right, exactly. So what we come away with in reading Psalm twenty eight is that the Lord, He is your shepherd. He hears you. He saves you. He protects you when you turn to him, when you are righteous before him. He's your shepherd. He's holding you close to his heart. What is it that you need to surrender to him today? What do you need to choose to trust him in, to know that he hears you, to know that he will save you for whatever that looks like? And we don't always know what that looks like. We know what we want it to look like, but we don't know what it's going to look like. Trust that he will protect you and hold you close to him so you can walk through whatever it is that you are walking through, whatever it is he's calling you to. Be blessed today. Hey, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or a comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.